And if God by nature is creative and we're created in his image, like you've been saying, then we by default are creative as well, whether we think we are or not. Like so many people would say, oh, I'm not a creative person. It's like, well, are you human? Withhold not your truth or kindness, Lord. Withhold not your truth or kindness, Lord. Thank you for tuning into the Notice Podcast, where we explore our need to be noticed through biblical musings and conversations with special guests, experience relevant topics, and encouragement as we take notice of the mercy of God. I'm Susan Hookstra, your host. On this episode of The Notice, what does it mean to be creative? What does it mean to reflect the Creator? You want to listen in on this conversation about creativity I had with singer, songwriter, teacher, and worship leader Justin Reed. We discuss God as Creator, how we reflect God through creativity, and how God notices and delights in our creativity. This episode will also give you a feel for the kinds of things we will explore at our Create Workshop on Saturday, November 1st, presented by Affirm Ministries at Maple Ridge Place. If you are someone who is creative or loves a creative, you'll want to give this episode a listen. Justin is a singer and songwriter, teacher and worship leader. We just met recently at a songwriting workshop he led, and I was immediately drawn to his passion and sensitivity, encouraging others to be creative. So Justin, welcome. Oh, thanks. Good to be here, Susan. So, I mean, to get started, how about if we just tell a little bit uh, to our listeners about your background, you know, where you grew up, education, and how you came to know Jesus, and how you discovered your creativity. Do you yeah. got all those? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's a few different questions. Yeah, yeah, see yeah, if I yeah. Can, see if I can get to all of those. Um, yeah, so I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Grew up there, um, and then I moved to Lansing in 2012 for school. I, uh, I've got my master's in music theory from Michigan State University. Go green. <laughs> Go white. And uh, I also um, studied at Grand Rapids Community College and Grand Valley State University before that. Um, and I was also a homeschooler when I was growing up. So really? Okay. Shout out to my homeschool people. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so the, the way that I came to know the Lord, there there's a bit to the story, but the short version is um, when I was four, I was watching this uh, little kid's Christian TV show called Gospel Bill. I don't know if you've heard of it or I've not. I've never heard of Gospel Bill. Yeah, it was on uh, the TCT network, and it was just this this Christian show about cowboys. And um, Anyway, at the end of every episode, the main character would kind of, in his office, explain the gospel in little kid terms and lead you through this prayer to invite Jesus into your heart. And so as a four-year-old, I, I heard that one time, and so I prayed along with that prayer. All right, um, Gospel Bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was, that was, I'd say, when things started, but... Um, I say in 2012, actually, um, a little bit before coming to Michigan State University, I'd say that was the season when God actually became Lord of my life and I understood my need for a Savior. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I was saved before that or not. I just tell people I'm really grateful that I didn't die before I was 25. Right, right. So. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, me and, me and God have been good friends ever since. Oh, good, good. And uh, He's a good friend to have. <laughs> he is, he is, yeah. And uh, for the creativity thing, discovering my creativity... Um, it's interesting. I think when I was growing up, I um, I struggled with insecurity a lot. I didn't um, I didn't think that I was really smart. I didn't think that I was really gifted. 
I think probably probably with music was the first the first time doing anything with creativity, and it was probably about when I was maybe maybe about eleven or so when I started um, taking beginner piano lessons was the first time that I realized oh I'm actually kind of good at this music mm-hmm. thing because um, I, I had a gift for memorizing and so and I liked to play and so I'd actually I would memorize my pieces and I would practice two hours a day because I wanted to and so I kind of quickly surpassed all of my teachers like other students. And, um, and so I thought, wow, I can, I can actually do this. And so then pretty soon after I started taking lessons, I would sit down and, you know, just make up little things on the piano. And I'd say that's probably kind of where it started. And mm-hmm. then it's just kind of grown from there. Now, are there any other ways you created besides music? Um, so I think when we think of, of being creative, a lot of times we'll think of just the arts, but... Um, I think creativity is way broader than that. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. it's, it's any time when someone, you know, takes... We can have about 10 podcasts on creativity. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're in agreement. That's yeah. good. So uh, beyond beyond music, I also really love actually creating a music curriculum. Uh, I went to MSU to be a, a music theory uh, teacher. That was what I went to school for. And so the kind of the idea of like figuring out how to teach something and developing teaching resources is something I actually kind of geek out about quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that and like developing systems and organization, like I see a lot of beauty in in organization. And so while it's less like flowery and, you know, artistic as we would normally think, I feel like there's just an incredible amount of creativity in, you know, looking at something where you where something isn't operating right and being like, how can I creatively put a system in place that will solve these problems? And so, yeah, I, I love I love doing things like that as well. There's so many creative things to do. I mean, mm-hmm. even nowadays, I mean, everyone loves HDTV and the, yeah. the creativity of just an interior of a home, architecture and all those kinds of things. There's so much out there mm-hmm. and so much um, that we can do. God has so many attributes. You know, the first time God is introduced as the creative God is in Genesis 1.1. It said, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This tells us two things. God is creative and God is the creator. The interesting thing is that God created the earth when it was without form and void. It was actually covered in darkness. And so to see the works of God's hands is actually to see him. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but I'm amazed by the hues of the sky at sunset or the sound of his power when listening to waves crash. And right now during the fall, the cold and crisp morning air sharpens my senses, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I take in the blazing color of the leaves, especially right now, it's at peak. Uh, so much beauty and creativity, it's all around us. I mean, we just have to take notice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's all around us. So what, way, what ways do you experience creativity? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. A lot of the ways that you mentioned, um, just kind of in creation, I feel like is where I where I see a lot of it. it, like sunsets and clouds in particular. I think a lot of times when we when we think about them or hear people talk about them, I always hear like the like the boldness or the the stronger colors are the things that seem so creative. But probably I don't know. Sometime in the last ten years or so, I've, I've really started to become fascinated with more of the subtlety that you'll see, like. When you look at one cloud compared to another cloud, that you know they're not—they mm-hmm. don't all just look like floating cotton balls. That there's actually there's just such subtle detail in them, mm-hmm. um, and knowing that it didn't need to be that way, but that God intentionally, you know, like especially I think they're called the cirrus clouds. 
the ones that are like really like wispy and thin looking that are like way up high. Right, yeah. Like you see such like subtle subtlety in those. It almost looks like brush strokes in some places. But you have to stop <clears throat> and take notice, right? Exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> you do. You have to stop and look up. I One of the things I, I like to do is I actually just like to lay on the grass and look up at the sky. Mm-hmm especially like under big trees and things. So. Yeah. So if God is so creative, our ability to be creative is certainly expression of him and us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's authored by him. It comes from his hand. It's one of the most important ways we can imitate him. And, you know, when we create, we are simply acting out our purpose for which he formed us. I'd love to get your impression of something. I, I saw this quote. Uh, it was from Julia Cameron. Mm-hmm. She said, The creator made us creative. Our creativity is our gift from God. Our use of it is our gift to God. Accepting this bargain is the beginning of self-acceptance. So I just want to get your thoughts. What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I look at this, I feel like there's a, a, a few different kind of statements being made in there. Um, but the thing that jumps out at me the most is the idea of God intentionally making us creative. Um, and one of the kind of convictions that I feel like I have about that is that uh, that God created every single person, you know, in his image. And if God by nature is creative and we're created in his image, like you've been saying, then we by default are creative as well, whether we think we are or not. Like so many people would say, oh, I'm not a creative person. It's like, well, are you human? Mm-hmm. Then, then yes, yes, you are. <laughs> you, are you are creative. And the idea that uh, that every single person is unique and every single person kind of came from the overflow of God's heart. And so there's there's something of God in every person that no other person can reveal. And so there's something there's something about God to be seen in every person. And when we are when we are being most ourselves, we actually reveal something about God that we never see otherwise. That's a great way of putting it. That's powerful. I'm actually in the process of writing a book and one of the chapters I talk about facets and I talk about God has all these different facets, right? Mm-hmm. And we're all designed to reflect a certain facet of him. And together we're beautiful. So that's what that reminded me of oh, cool. is that whole the high concept of all those facets and how if we just catch the light in the right way. But so many people get discouraged. They think that they're not creative or I, I don't I don't write music. I don't you know, I don't paint, I don't dance, so I must not be very creative. Mm-hmm. What would what would you say to that person? Yeah, yeah. So similar to what I was saying earlier, the idea that, that every human is creative by nature. And if creativity is limited to the arts, then it would be true that there are a lot of people that aren't creative or maybe aren't as creative as others. But I think we need a broader definition of creativity, that kind of the process of creating and this is you know, what we see God by nature do, like you were saying at the beginning, we start with their, the earth being formless and void. There's no, there's no blueprint. There's no, you know, format that he was following. Like there's a, a Hillsong song where it starts off, it says, with no point of reference, you know, God created everything. Mm-hmm. And so in the same way, anytime we come into a space where something doesn't exist yet, and we bring something into existence there, whether it's, you know, a painting, or whether it's, you know, a recipe that we invented, whether it's, you know, a a system that we designed, whether it's computer, you know, programming that you wrote or or whatever it is, like we are creating. It's it's when we take something that didn't exist before 
and bring it into existence we're creating and every human can't help but do it like even even people that try not to like you can't go very long without creating something that's just we're made to do it you, you can't fight it no <laughs> it, you're are. right you're right and the other thing is i think we were made to share that creativity mm-hmm. too i mean think about it when you were three or four years old and you drew a picture mm-hmm. and you gave it to your mom and your mom put it on the refrigerator i mean mm-hmm. refrigerator mm-hmm. art yay yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> i mean that was you know encourage creativity let's have this creativity happen and let's also mm-hmm. display it like let's share it i yeah. should say Dis- yeah. sharing is probably better than displaying i guess is mm-hmm. what i i'd like to frame it as you yeah. know there's this other quote too it's it's by michelle shea she said creativity is seeing something that doesn't exist already which she talked about you need to find out how you can bring it into being and that way be a playmate with god mm-hmm. i thought it was interesting um, description. So maybe tell me a little bit about the importance of and the joy in living creative. Yeah, yeah, I love I love that quote. That's that's good. I think when uh, when I think about the idea of of bringing something into existence that wasn't there yet, and it being about partnering with God, I think for me before I had a grid for creativity not being something that I was just doing on my own, uh, it was. Uh, or b- before when I thought that creativity was just something I was doing on my own, I think it felt a lot harder to be creative. But as I've, as I've come to understand that God designed me to create, and there's actually things that he wants me to create, not in a way that like he's commanded me and if I don't, I'm sinning or something like mm-hmm. that, but in the way that he's actually built me to create. And there's things that he won't bring into existence apart from my partnership. And, and I think we see this even in the way that the earth was created, uh, that we have, you know, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they're all hanging out, doing their thing. And, uh, and the, the Father has this idea. He's like, there should be light. Light has never existed before, but there should be mm-hmm. light. Jesus sees the Father's heart and is like, I agree. And so he speaks out what's on the Father's heart and says, let there be light. You know, Jesus is the word who spoke. And then the Holy Spirit is the power that made it happen. I've heard different pastors talk about it that mm-hmm. way. Nice. So this idea that there are things that come from God's heart that come into existence through cooperation, partnership between God and a person. And so then God creates all these humans on earth who are designed to do the exact same thing, that we, through relationship with God, see what's in his heart. And, and things that are bubbling up in God's heart can bubble up in ours. Mm. And then in partnership with God, we get to bring those into existence. And we say, I love what's in your heart, God. Let's do that. Or we go to God with desires that are in our heart and say, God, I really want to do this. Or I'd love it if this thing existed. Can we do that? Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and assuming it's not a bad thing, most of the time God will say, yes. Like, yes. I love that idea. Yeah. That's great. Let's do that. Yeah. And yeah. so I think we're so made for that. And when we understand that not only is it like, like it's not that it's not just not a bad thing. Like it's it's a good thing. It's permissible to do. But it's it's more than that. It's that God actually desires that we would create, that we're built for mm-hmm. it. Gives so much dignity to the creative process knowing that there are things that God wanted to be on earth, but he's like, I won't actually, I won't actually do this without you. I could, but I don't want to do it without you. That's right. He wants to partner with us. Also, going back to the reference with the refrigerator art, I talked about, well, yeah, we want to share it, right? Mm-hmm. 
but oftentimes we get creative and we we're scared to share it. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's like, oh no, what will somebody think of this? I mean, I I even apologize for some of my creativity. Sometimes it's just a mouse. How can we get around that? Because it's creating for creating's sake, mm-hmm. right? To honor God, right? Yeah, yeah. So do we have to always share it? Or what what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. I think a big a big connection with that, there's the, the verse in First John where it says, Perfect love drives out fear. And as I've thought about creativity, one of the things that's come to mind often, and I feel like God's used this analogy to, to help me understand it, that when you look at a little kid, when, you know, so there's like, you know, kids at their house with their parents. And when a stranger comes over, the little kids will like go and kind of like hide behind their parents' legs or they'll, they'll be shy all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. But once they kind of like start to warm up and they're like, oh, this person's safe, you'll watch them kind of slowly like come out of hiding and like mm-hmm. come out into the mm-hmm. open. Mm-hmm. And then if they, you know, if they really warm up to you, all of a sudden they're dancing and they're singing and they're showing you, you know, look at my Legos that I built or look at this picture that I drew. Mm-hmm. And they're, and they're not even remotely worried about what you think of it. That's they great. just, they just want to share what, you know, what they've created. And so I think in the same way, as we feel loved, as we feel safe, knowing that we are loved and valued by God, the most natural response, I think, is for creativity to happen. I don't think it has to always be seen by another human. Um, I think we're actually designed to create a far greater magnitude of of art and everything than any human could ever take in in a lifetime Mm -hmm. um and so knowing that the the first why for our creating is just because god's designed us to um but also too like sharing what we've created is very natural and very much i think part of the process because that's how god wanted the people on earth to know what he's like is through the things that we would make like creation is designed like it says the heavens declare the glory of god and so when God made the earth, at least as far as I can understand it, he designed the world so that as we experience things, these would give us insight about what the creator was like. So we would taste delicious food and say, wow, like God has a value for, for pleasure. And, you know, we would see beautiful things. We'd say, wow, God must be beautiful. You know, we'd hear music and we, you know, we see the, 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 uh, the majestic nature of mountains or, you know, the sun that's however many hundreds, thousands of times larger than our planet, when we see something that's just so big, you're like, oh, God made that. He must be big then too. And so in the same way, what we create, I believe, is supposed to, by nature, reveal what God is like. Right. You know, that's a powerful illustration. I'm going to steal that illustration about <laughs> the little kid behind. No, that's a powerful illustration because it is. It, that's how we are. But at the same time, God wants to say, let me put your pa- paper on the refrigerator. Yeah. Because what you're doing is you're you're expressing, just like a parent would to a child, they so much want to get excited. You know, I always think, too, of dancing, too. I don't know. You know who Mike Donahue is with 10th Avenue? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great songwriter. But anyway, he... He always talks about, he's always trying to get people to dance at his concerts. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like, okay, Mike. But it's because he just, you know, what happened to that, that playfulness, that mm-hmm. childlikeness that we were just free to express ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we think it has to be organized and formed and all that. I also think of people who, who in the quietness of their home, write in a journal. Mm-hmm. That's expressing themselves and being creative towards God, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it doesn't have to be on some big, huge platform or anything yeah. like that. So what, I mean, you gave, gave us some great illustrations. What are some ways to encourage creativity in others? 
I mean, we talked about some good, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I want to go create now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Encouraging creativity in others. Do you mean, um, like someone who maybe doesn't feel creative, how to like help them yeah, feel we creative? Could, or... We could start there. Yeah. I, so I took this really fascinating class when I was at Grand Valley. This was my capstone class and the professor that I had, Dr. Copenhaver, uh, it was, it was so bizarre and a lot of the kids hated the class, but I thought it was brilliant. One of the things that we looked at was we, we, we looked at the idea of creativity and we compared different art forms to each other. And, Mm -hmm. and so my teacher asked us questions about how do you, you know, how do you inspire creativity or how do you get creative juices flowing? Um, and, and knowing that, you know, we're in this academic setting, you know, we've got things all figured out, but creativity is something that seems almost like so elusive kind of, of, you know, how do you, you know, sometimes you feel like you've got the magic and sometimes you don't. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that, that I've really been struck with since taking that class is how do we intentionally choose to be creative? And so, uh, when I, when I teach my songwriting class, one of the things that I'll talk about with that is that, uh, Jesus said from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks, our heart overflows into any form of creativity. And so one of the places that I'll often start is um, if, especially if it's in, in one of the arts, like songwriting or, or, you know, visual art or something like that, is I'll encourage people, I'll say, what's something that causes your heart to overflow? Like what's something that mm-hmm. you're passionate about? That's something that's, that, that's nice. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> so, something that like yeah. when you hear it, like it resonates with you and that mm-hmm. you, you almost like can't sit still or you're like, I need to, I need to do something. I need to speak. There's like something in you that's trying to get out. It's like, that's a really good place to start right, right there. Right. Let that be your subject matter. For many years, I've thought of myself as strictly a musician, mainly a professional clarinetist. But when I started songwriting and writing a book, I recognized that I best identified myself as a creative. God showed me how much I come alive when working on a project. Well, what keeps you from being creative? Or what makes you come alive? Perhaps you'd like to dive deeper into your creative self. Consider joining us at Maple Ridge Place for CREATE, a workshop for Christian creatives on Saturday, November 5th. Presented by Affirm Ministries, we will explore our need to create, discover what holds us back, and gain insights in how do we measure success. I'll even have a special conversation with guest Julie Eichenroth, Executive Director of Freedom Farm Ministries, who will be here to discuss how those judgments get in the way of our creativity. For more information, simply Google Create Maple Ridge Place or visit my website at susankhookstra.com. Participation is limited, so be sure to register soon. I can't wait to see what creative projects God has in mind for you. Until next time, take notice. Oh,